Привет, меня зовут Мария, я из России, сейчас живу в Германии, говорю сейчас на русском языке и с удовольствием слушаю The Fluential Podcast. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello, my name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and on this podcast we talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. And this week I've got a Q&A episode for you, so I am answering a listener question which I have heard in many variations many many times before so that question may well be on your mind as well and we're talking about when it's time to start learning a new language uh, before all of that let first let me give you a big thank you and a shout out to any of you who listened perhaps to the women in language episode perhaps even took the time or kind of had a little look around the women in language website the women in language conference happened last week so that's the first second weekend in March 2019 and from me from Lindsay and from Shannon if you attended I want to give you a big thank you it was a fantastic event we had over 500 attendees wow from 50 countries I have never seen anything like that before this is fabulous it's as always an online event that really stands out I know I organize it, so I'm biased, but I feel like Women in Language this year was a fantastic, fantastic event. We had such amazing speakers and I learned so, so much. The community is going strong. You can kind of join us, kind of. You can join us. <laughs> you can join us by looking for the hashtag Women in Language, perhaps on Twitter or on Instagram. And if you've got any questions about Women in Language... Just send them our way, womeninlanguage at gmail.com. Secondly, we've got to give a shout out to one prize donor at Women in Language and supporter of the Fluent Show, old school, and supporter of online teachers and online learners all over the world. And that is italki. Italki, thank you so much for supporting the Fluent Show again. And if you have not heard of italki, let me tell you a little bit about them italki is an online platform where you can go and connect with online tutors at a fraction of the cost of offline learning at a fraction of the cost of a language school and you can have a conversation with them and learn in a way that you choose is best for you italki has absolute thousands of online teachers available for you in in whatever language you want to learn you might want to learn chinese you might want to learn icelandic you might want to learn Tokipona, you might want to learn German. Wherever you, whatever you do on italki, you will find a really cool online tutor to connect with. There are community tutors as well, language exchange partners. And it's just, it's, it's synonymous with online lessons. I hear so many people, instead of saying I've got an online language lesson, saying I've got a, an italki lesson. And that is absolutely for a reason. Italki is a market leader and if you're learning a language by yourself it's worth checking them out one-to-one -one lessons is what they provide one-to-one -one lessons tend to be better than traditional classroom lessons for lots and lots of reasons and the experience that 
most learners have is really fabulous. They are convenient. You don't have to travel. The scheduling is as streamlined and simplified as can be. And if you've got really specific language learning needs, like for example, business English or Latin American Spanish or French for tourism, or you've got to give a presentation, you want to practice your presentation in Swiss German and you're normally a German speaker, whatever it is, italki has got you covered. I love that they're sponsoring the show. I want to give them a big shout out. And if you haven't been on italki before, I recommend you go and have a little look. I've used it as a teacher and as a learner and I couldn't endorse this experience more. So... There's also a special offer. <laughs> of course there is for you as a listener because you are fabulous. And you can claim this at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki and that'll direct you to the right place to claim a $10 voucher and start connecting with your next online tutor today. So that is $10 for you. If you've never tried italki before, what are you waiting for? Just go to fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki. Thanks so much italki for sponsoring the show. Thank you so much to all of you for listening to the show. And I'm sure you're eager beaver to learn about our topic for the show today. So let's get straight to it. When is it the right time to start learning your new foreign language? That is the question. And we kick off with a bit more detail because I would like to introduce you to my listener who sent me the question. By the way, if you have a question that you want to hear answered on The Fluent Show, you can send it to me and you send it to Kirsten, that's K-E-R-S-T-I-N at fluentlanguage.co.uk. Mark it as a podcast question and I will answer your question on the show. So one listener who wrote to me is Tomas. Tomas is a Spanish speaker and he did something amazing. He sent me his email He sent me his question in two languages, in Spanish and in English. Now, my Spanish is just about good enough to get the gist of most of what I read and what I speak. But in the spirit of bilingual podcast and letting us all practice, I'm going to start by reading you a little bit of Tomás's email in Spanish. And then we'll talk about what, what it means if you're not a Spanish learner. So if you are a Spanish learner, surprise, I got some language practice here for you. Hola Kerstin, primeramente permite presentarme. Me llamo Tomás y tengo 45 años. Mi idioma materno es el español. Comencé a estudiar el segundo idioma, inglés, en el colegio, pero sin profundizar demasiado. Hasta el momento he ido estudiando inglés de forma intermitente. Tengo un nivel que me permite comunicarme con otra gente, pero no tengo muchas oportunidades, oportunidades de hacerlo. Naturalmente, cometo errores, errores <risa> pero ello no me hace sentir mal e intento mejorar poco a poco. ¿Para qué te escribo? Por una parte, quería darte las gracias por, tu, por los podcasts. You're welcome, Tomás. <risa> y por otra, hacerte una pregunta. ¿Cuándo crees que es mejor empezar a aprender un nuevo idioma antes o después de tener un alto nivel? Es decir, utilizar de forma fluida el lenguaje, en mi caso inglés, o cuando ya tienes un nivel que te permite comunicarte mínimamente. 
Esta pregunta se debe a que estoy pensando en comenzar a aprender otro idioma, pero no sé si es mejor dedicar todo el tiempo que tengo para ello a uno en exclusiva, en este caso inglés. Tengo en mente aprender francés o alemán, aún no he decidido. And if you didn't understand that at all, here is what Thomas is saying in English. It's such a fascinating question and you might be nodding already at home. So here it is in English. And let me know on Twitter, hashtag The Fluent Show, Instagram, hashtag The Fluent Show, how heavily you're nodding. Take a picture of yourself nodding. <laughs> okay, first of all, I introduce myself. My name is Tomas. I am 45 and my mother tongue is Spanish. I started to study my second language, English, in school, but not in a deep way. So far, I'm studying English occasionally. I've got a level that lets me communicate with people, but I don't have lots of opportunities to do it. I make mistakes, obviously, but I don't feel bad for it and I try to improve. Usually, I watch films and series in English, sometimes with subtitles and sometimes without subtitles even. I try to read some books and some other common things to improve. So we we know now about Tomás's English level, which to me sounds very, very good, very serviceable, functioning, not perfect, but a good intermediate, perhaps even coming up to upper intermediate. And then he continues, what is the reason I'm writing you? I have a question. When do you think it is a good moment to start to learn a new language after or before I have a fluent level with English, or when you have a minimal level to communicate with others. This question is because I am thinking of starting to learn another language, but I don't know if it is better to use all the time that I dedicate to study for a unique language, in this case English, or not. I have in mind French or German. I haven't decided it yet. And he concludes, maybe this is a silly question for you, but I hope you can give me your advice. And Tomás, gracias muchos. I don't think this is a silly question at all. I think this is a question that anybody who passionately learns languages or even anybody who feels that there is a need to speak more than one foreign language in the world, a question that all of us feels. It's happened to me a few times and I have also studied up to three languages at the same time. I think three was, was kind of my max, including my native language. No, in addition to my native language. So four, let's say four, cut the native. It's less of a big deal than you think to, to make this decision once you've made it. But I think coming up to this decision of what are you going to do? Are you going to neglect your language? Is it worth it? Should you be really good? That is a very helpful thought process to go through and for you as a solo learner you have to come to a point where you feel comfortable to make that decision and you feel comfortable to move on okay so at the core of this question i i perceive this you are asking at which level of a language in your case el inglés would you consider yourself safe to proceed to another one or safe to proceed to get to another one it's almost a little bit like a computer game like when do you when have you unlocked the next level that's that i feel like that's almost the question that we're asking here it's an interesting question and of course there's several ways of answering it there's there's always a risk when you take on a new language so let's talk about it i have put together three 
rules or sort of I call them rules you can call them tips three sort of guiding principles that I think are are what will help you move on with confidence and proceed in the way that is absolutely perfect for you Thomas so let's get talking like I said there is a risk let's first just establish it let's get real there is a risk when you take on a new language and because you're going to have to start splitting your time and you're going to have to start splitting your attention as well. And you might find yourself distracted spending all your time on the new shiny language and forgetting practice of the old one, which doesn't necessarily mean that you forget all of the old one. And in the show notes, you'll find more about how to relearn a language that you've forgotten. So my core rule number one to remember is this. When you don't practice a language, you lose a bit of it. When you don't practice the language, a little bit gets lost. Not practicing a language, it doesn't mean you will never remember anything about it again. In fact, you're unlikely to ever go all the way back to zero. You won't lose your English if you've been studying English since school and English is around you. It, you won't lose it. But if you spend less time on learning English... It does mean that your progress will slow down and if you don't do anything, it means that you will forget some of what you practiced in the language most recently. I'm thinking here the I'm thinking here of what I learned about memory and what we know about memory and language learning. Memory is all about repetition and exposure. And it seems likely to me then as a conclusion, that what you lose in a language is what you were last exposed to because that's what you were least exposed to. So everything, all the fundamentals of English that you encounter almost every single time you encounter English, they're in there. They're in your long-term memory. They're not going anywhere. But if you recently had, I don't know, conversations uh, where you used a lot of vocab and you practiced and prepared yourself for talking about fishing... Uh, that fishing vocab might be gone in three weeks if you don't repeat it. So as a rule of thumb, expect that if you don't use a language at all, you'll step down, let's say, one level, right? Continuing the language is a video game theme here. But if you're already a few, few years in, you won't lose all of those years at all. If you switch a language after you've studied it for three months, it can feel like nothing sticks at all. If you switch to a new language after five years, 10 years, or in your case, perhaps even 30 years, it will not all disappear. So we don't have to worry about that. Now, what about if you don't want to switch at all? You might not want to just stop spending your time on English. You might want to add, you might want to split the time. Maybe an hour, an hour a week sticks with English and the rest of the time is for German. It's absolutely possible. Absolutely possible. And you can even do what many people call laddering, which is when you have a book that is about learning German, but it's for people who speak English. So you're still reading in English, but you are learning German at the same time. I've done this. I've got a book here that is an, an Asimil published in French for people who speak French to learn Luxembourgish. And it every time I touch and read that book, I practice a bit of French as well. So just be aware, coming to real rule two, 
that whatever you choose, however you choose to split your time, you are reducing obviously the time you're spending on English unless you find another five hours in a week or another five minutes in a week, you know. You may not learn as quickly if you put less time into your new language than you used to put in your old language. So my big rule number two, we had rule number one, when you don't practice a language, you lose a bit of it. Or truth number one, whatever you want to call it. And truth number two, rule number two, make sure you adjust your expectation for both languages. Maybe you are feeling like you want to start learning German. Then adjust your expectations. Make sure your expectations are in line with how much time you can put into German and English. Same for French. You could be learning five, ten languages at once. That's absolutely possible. It's not going to liquefy your brain. It, it'll absolutely work. And in fact, there are ways in which this propels you forward in all of the languages. So if you do five languages at once, this could be a way to be better at all five and better at English and you won't lose anything. Or it could be a disaster. But, you know, there's only one way to find out and that is trying it. But what's important is you don't expect the results of a sprint of running when you are actually practicing a triathlon, when you're actually practicing three or four different things at once. The results are not better or worse, they're just different. And it's important to remember as well that progress is not linear, right? It's not a line that just goes straight up, 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 up. It sort of goes... Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> I just did this on a podcast. It just it goes up and down. It's not always... You can't expect or predict how learning German will influence your learning English. It might well make you a lot better at English because these are both Germanic languages. Or if you're learning French and English, you might find, oh, this is fantastic because you understand both languages better. And really often your destination changes as a, as, a, as a result of learning these. So I just wanted to say this about slow learning as well. Slow learning is not non-learning. And in a way, I'm starting to think, you know, in your particular situation, Thomas, what is it that you are waiting for? Which brings me to my last thought and my last question. And that is, are you waiting for anything? Are you waiting for a certain result in English, a certain level in English before you decide to take on a new language? Are you waiting for somebody to say, yes, go and do it. You know, you are good enough. And I am here saying this to you because you, Thomas, are already functioning very well in English, judging by your writing. So, you know, like you, you are perfectly aware of where you are. This is really great. You make mistakes, but they, they don't stop you from enjoying English. So this is fantastic. And you can absolutely practice English and perhaps switch to more input and exposure. Have the radio on in English or something like that. And then start German and French or both. And this brings me to this, this question, this, this are you waiting for anything question. And I looked back, I remember the, when I started learning Welsh, and this is about three and a half years ago now. When I started learning Welsh, I had to, I decided that I wanted to, not I had to, but I wanted to stop learning Russian. I had this much time and I decided to start putting my Russian time into Welsh. 
And I had a lot of guilty feelings because I thought, well, I haven't reached the the level I wanted in Russian. I'm not conversational in Russian. I can sort of say, thank you, you're welcome, nice to meet you. But I, I don't know. I'm not, oh, I feel, you know, I feel guilty. I feel bad. But at the same time, I wasn't, I wanted to do something else. And, you know, you this conflict, I completely understand where you were. And it so happens that at the time, I was reading a book by Barbara Scher, who has written a few books, but the and they're all a little bit hippy dippy about, you know, being who you are and not choosing, not having to choose one thing or another in life. That was a message I really enjoyed and I absolutely loved. And I thought about this, and one of the questions she asks in the book that I love and that I I that, that helped me make this decision. I want to share it with you. Is she says you. You decide, you set the rule and you get to decide and create the level where you say, okay, I got what I came for. I achieved the result that I want. And once you have achieved that result, you know, you look back now, for example, at your English and you say, what I wanted was to communicate. You have achieved your result and you are not perfect but if you decide okay that's actually what I came for first of all I just wanted to communicate and now I I want the same in German then you get to look back and decide okay that was good enough this this is enough for me to move on and I can make the switch that is absolutely okay and for me with Russian I looked back and I thought, well, okay, I can't have conversations. But part of what I wanted was I want to read Cyrillic, which I could at that point. I want to know how to pronounce Russian. I got that. And I want to get a little bit of sense that in myself that I totally can do it. I totally can learn Russian. All of those results, they were they were exactly what I came for. And... I was I enjoy I enjoyed myself as long as I was and I learned really cool things like what is Griechka <laughs> you know and what why do they keep saying Dievuchka to me so it was just it was perfect it was exactly what I had wanted and I hadn't even realized that it that, that was what I wanted and here is a note that I wrote to myself in 2015 which I again I want to share with you and it is if we lose our sense of fun and play in language learning, so say you've achieved your basic goal and you're just working, right? If you lose your sense of fun and playing around, what is left but graft and guilt and bad feelings? Graft and guilt and bad feelings are the killer of every language learning project. If that's all you have, if that's how English feels to you at the moment, if that's what what you think you are losing, if you wait for the right time, then you must, must take on the next language because it will keep you interested. You're not going to lose English. You're not English isn't going away from your brain. It might slow down, but German or French or whichever language you choose to to add on, if that brings you back the fun and play, and or if it just brings you more fun and play, then I say you've got to do it. And like 
I decided to do in 2015 when I switched to Welsh. And Welsh is a lot of fun. It still is. And this totally worked for me. Here is my final rule or truth for your situation. And that is rule number three, declare your intentions. So Thomas, this is the final thing that you have to do, or this is the one real thing that you have to do. When I say declare your intention, what I mean is make the decision, write it down or say it out loud or put it on your fridge and stick with it. Once you've worked out your goals and you've got in touch with what you really want, and if what you really want is to learn German or French, and you say, I want to do it, I just don't know if now is the right time. I say there's only one way of finding out if it's the right time. And and one year from now, will you look back and go, ah, oh, I could be speaking a bit of German, but I didn't start because I wanted to you know, something else and I wanted to spend more time reading English or will, or one year from now, will you think, well, I am awesome in English and now I want to do German. I think if you're already eyeing up German or French, it's probably time to, to make a move. <laughs> so once you've worked your goals out and you got in touch with what you really want, you get to decide and move forward. And I would love to have an email from you where you tell me what you decided. Your decision, no matter what it is, is not forever. With languages, I do recommend taking the long view. So think at least six months, but you get to change your mind. You can start German now and then in six months say, I don't want to study German anymore. It's time to go back to English. So your decision is not final. You get to play. And as far as I can see, you're in an absolutely perfect position right now to move on. So buena Suerte, buena suerte, <laughs> good luck, Thomas, for your adventure in English. And listeners, I hope that you enjoyed this dive into this big, big question about when it's time to take on a new language. I've been so looking forward to, to doing this podcast, to recording this for you. It's, not, it's never an easy question to answer because it is a question that is so about you as an individual and I've put lots of stuff into the show notes for you including the link to the book by Barbara Scher and a few links to blog articles I wrote in 2005 and talked even about guilt and how I feel guilty sometimes about things I've achieved or things I haven't achieved and what helped me combat that sense of guilt and I will come back to this topic because I think it's a it's a good one a meaty one that's it really for the fluent show episode 128. So you'll find the show notes at fluent.show slash 128. By the way, don't forget, I have a special notice for all of our German learners, which is that German Uncovered is coming back for the 2019 season. I've mentioned it a few times and we're now just weeks away. I will pop the link in the show notes. It is german2019.com for all of those of you who know that 2019 is the year that you want to take your German somewhere and get started and Deutsch lernen, yay, with me. That's it. Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show. As always, please rate and review us on iTunes. It makes a huge difference. It's the only way The Fluent Show is going to be seen. Head over to fluent.show slash 128 for a little bit of links and notes from this podcast. 
And also say hello to me on Twitter where I am at The Fluent Show or by email Kirstin, K-E-R-S-T-I-N at fluentlanguage.co.uk. Send me a question or an intro or find me on Instagram where it's just a hashtag, hashtag The Fluent Show. Can't wait to hear from you guys. 